You're listening to Songs Out Loud from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm Aaron Dorr. Tree One Four is a reggae rock jam band with two albums to their name. Their most recent, 2021's Exilorama, solidified the band's official lineup. And just so you know, the song we deconstruct on this episode references struggles with depression. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something I, I struggle with. I think a lot of people struggle with it on a day-to-day basis. So, um, you know, I think a good way to, to deal with that kind of stuff is to write it down and put it on paper. For this episode, Gabe Usury at Encapsulated Studios provided six multi-track session files of instrument and vocal groups. The band recorded this song, Hell, and another song, Amen, as two songs with a gapless transition, which really confused the term intro between Brad and I at first. So the beginning of this song was attached to the end of Amen. So that, it might not be on the file that, that you got sent. We didn't really know how we were going to do that. Anyway, shout out to Gabe for splitting all this up for me in the first place. To begin, we'll get a quick tour of the basement studio where Tree 14 rehearses, aptly called the Treehouse. Songs Out Loud breaks it down, instrument by instrument, lyric by lyric, and beat by beat. Hey, this is Brad Millibeats from Tree One Four. You're listening to Songs Out Loud. Yeah, so um, it's just basically my basement. <laughs> Nothing fancy. It's just a basement. It looks like uh, honestly, when you walk in, it looks like that '70s show. So we haven't remodeled it, so <laughs> big metal fridge, and um, there's like a little bar. Practices, we usually run like a set where we kind of piece everything together and do like a little jam afterwards. A lot of improv, so because that's we, we tend to do a lot of that at our on our live um, performances, so it's good to to kind of sharpen that blade a bit. You know, that's kind of how we write. I never really wanted to sing. I was always very intimidated by it. Um, but like my dad made me. <laughs> so, oh yeah, he's like, no, you gotta, you gotta go up there and sing and play that guitar. And, you know, he's always pushed me. It was just one of those things where he just kept pushing me until I ended up doing it. Continue with cycle, like a never ending story, but the plot tells of having guts with no glory. I always played guitar, like he bought me a guitar from the pawn shop, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah, so that's myself and uh, Joe Forrester. So the, the arpeggio riff, that's uh, something Joe kind of came up with. 
I don't know. There's like different chord progressions that it goes over too. Yeah. No, no, it's through like the whole song. I'm yeah. Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. You guys got a lot of mileage out of that. It's <laughs> he must have been proud of it, right? Like. Yeah, dude. He's you know. <laughs> he's a he's a great guitar player. Um. He's really good at finding a cool rhythm or overtone, something to put on top of it, pulling those kind of melodies out. Basically, I had this heavy riff. We jammed those power chords. Like, oh, that's a pretty cool riff. It'd make like a cool intro to a song, you know? Some albums have songs with gapless transitions, some entire albums even. Here's what listening to the album sounds like from the last 10 seconds of the song Amen going straight into hell. So there's that last note from the Amen lead guitar that holds through the chords that begin hell. That's what he's talking about. Do you know what chords those are, by the way? Uh, e, D, and G, I think, I believe. Yeah, that's it. It goes E, D, G, D. usually like hey the the metal part or the you know the soft part or that's i guess that's how we go back and forth there paul our bass player is an extremely technical you know he's real big into like flea and red hot chili peppers and jacko um oh it's in g minor seventh and you know you know bongo's real into um the, the jam band scene and you know Paul's pretty good at throwing bass lines out. So we've written a couple songs based off of just like bass lines. It's funny because we'll we'll play a show or something and I think, man, I played really good up there and uh, I'll walk off and everyone will be like, man, your bass player is amazing. <laughs> Joe's more, he kind of feels the song out a bit. Um, Joe doesn't do uh, chords. <laughs> I get third fret, you know. That's why bands are tricky. Everyone brings their own influence in. And it clashes sometimes. Sometimes it complements. Um, Timmy, our drummer, huge, like, 311 fan. He brings the kind of heavy, hard-hitting rock drums to the whole thing but he can also you know keep it real light um it's it's a mixed bag i'm kind of all over the place you know um definitely guitar is my strong point um Um, I took I took lessons when I was younger, classic rock solos, Randy Rhodes, and all that cool stuff, you know. 
but I, I I did take lessons. I got the the basics. Grew up listening to Keishi and the the classic rock guys. Um, I mean, Jimi Hendrix probably my my biggest influence growing up. I was real into to metal and stuff for a long time, and uh, that kind of transitioned into later down in like the MySpace days. I ended up joining a band that was like a, a reggae band, which you know getting away from some of the heavier stuff, and I found a nice little delicate balance in between those two genres. Um, I think a lot of uh, the, the, the guitar in this song especially is mostly improvised on the solo part. So I, I think that's like two different takes and we kind of found one that the, the other other guys they absolutely, they're like, no, you need this, this part's gotta be in here. We gotta have that. Yeah, there's that. It's like a weird bend, like kind of where it, it goes into the uh, chorus. I guess it's because it's like the solo is essentially the verse and the chorus. There's like this bend. You know, it was just kind of on the fly kind of thing. So we ended up keeping that. And I think the second half of it was a different take. We did do a thing during the solo where I brought like a synthesizer in and we kind of put this weird warbly kind of effect behind it because we wanted to sound kind of um, kind of dark. So that was kind of an afterthought. is so crazy does that automatically get you high when you listen to that <laughs> i'm uh yeah i took i took an edible earlier and, uh, you're working you on know, that on your I'm own working anyway on that. <laughs> yep right now yep <laughs> of the album was recorded on my Les Paul. I, I kind of went back and forth between a Fender Strat and a Les Paul. So I've, I've used several different amps, and up until recently, I'm doing the uh, the Mesa D D12. So I got that, and I got the Paul Reed Smith, and it's just it's like butter. So <laughs> I, I don't think I'll play anything else ever again. I, I don't play the, the less as much just because it's so heavy. <laughs> it hurts my back, so I, I the the PRS is just like, you know, super light. Yeah, I mean the song is all amp pretty much and, and reverb just crunch and the crybaby wah. I think yeah, I think this was with the Mesa. Because it's bottom within, but it's about to burst, I'm about to 
I think lyrics are usually like that the afterthought. So we'll write, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, outro, break. Um, and then usually ta- I'll either me or Joe will take that home and we'll we'll stew on it, play it over and over and you know, it's kind of a race to uh, who can put lyrics to it first, especially if it's a good one. <laughs> but generally, it's, you know, Joe's song, Brad's song, Joe's song, Brad's song. If it's too technical for me to play and sing, usually that's when that's a kind of a thing, you know. Sometimes ideas will come to me in like the, like, like a chorus. I'll have like an idea for a chorus or think of like, Something that tells like a story when I got to go and scribble in the notebook or go on the notepad on the phone. Usually just ends up in the group chat in the form of like a video. Sometimes we'll do, I'll do like a voice recorder on my iPhone and uh, just put different ideas down if I get like a wild hair and I'm like, oh, I got to write, get this down so I don't forget it. If you're you're really digging a riff, you want to get it down somehow because it'll get, it'll just get lost and you'll Oh man, what was that riff? What was that one I was playing? Oh, and then it's just gone forever. <laughs> um, this song, I would say the 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 first verse is where I kind of started. Take a walk over Xanax, buy a gun over a hammock, promote peace or wreak havoc, go to church or Black Sabbath, I'm a sinner and a saint, devil in disguise. And it's kind of about, it's kind of about being like bipolar, you know. It kind of bounces back and forth between, you know, should I take a take a walk or a Xanax? Should I buy a gun or a hammock? Should I promote peace or wreak havoc? It's just about kind of ups and downs, and really, it's mostly about being depressed. Pills to keep me sane, slipping in lucidity. I'm sweating out the alcohol, working in humidity. The nights I can't remember. I can see them vividly, sometimes I wonder how the hell I can even live with me. Should I write down these lyrics, put them in a song, illustrate my depression so the world can sing along? Even if I did, or would you listen to it? Or would you listen to it? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something I, I struggle with. I think a lot of people struggle with it on a day-to-day basis, so... Um, you know, I think a good way to, to deal with that kind of stuff is to write it down and put it on paper. It's like a, a purge. No, it's like every day, you know, it's like is hell. You know, it's kind of me putting my emotions out won't you come with me to a place I know so well? Won't you come with me to, you know what I mean? And that's kind of where, where the song stems from, I guess. I don't know. It's like, it, it, some of those things are tricky to talk about. So just putting it, putting it out there that way, it kind of makes it easy, I guess. The grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. I cannot. Um, so basically we would, we get there, Tim sets up, they mic all the drums. We do like a scratch track, um, just to get a solid drum take. 
Um, then Paul goes behind Tim because we lay the bass down. That just gives us a, a good rhythm, and we just build off of that. So. Uh, but Encapsulate is great. Shout out to uh, Gabe Usury. And um, I, I don't, I mean, it's just one of the best recording studios that I think we've been to. Well, we haven't been to that many, but. <laughs> it's kind of weird when, when you hear a song that you wrote and it was just an idea or like a chord progression. And then to hear it on the other end of the whole process is pretty wild, you know? So now let's listen to the whole completed thing. This is Hell by Tree One Four. Take a walk over Zenex by your gun over Hammond from old peace over Kevin. Go to church or Black Sabbath. I'm a sinner and a saint. Devil in disguise. Wolf in sheep's clothing. I hide by blue eyes. Bills to keep me sane. Slipping in lucidity, I'm sweating out the alcohol, working in humidity. The nights I can't remember, I can see a vividly. Sometimes I wonder how the hell I can even live with me. Should I write down these lyrics, put them in a song, illustrate my depression so the world can sing along? Even if I did, oh, would you listen to it? Or would you listen to it?
Songs Out Loud is produced, engineered, and mixed by me, Aaron Dorr. But I got the idea to do this from my favorite songs deconstruction podcast, Song Exploder, at Radiotopia through PRX, hosted by Rishikesh Hirway. And you should definitely be subscribed to Song Exploder. The artists featured here would love your support if you like what you heard. Um, definitely follow the socials and make it out to some shows, you know. And I would love to have you back here next time when we do a track by Ilphonics guitarist Kevin Kaler. This has been a Songs Out Loud production. Sorry. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, edibles. Oh, I'm very hell. sorry. <laughs> You're a mulligan, so...